This is Lending on Call. What jobs you want to hire um, a trusted partner for versus the things that you want to differentiate on, I think is something that organizations have to think really um, strongly about and come to some conclusions on that. Rising interest rates help banks and credit unions become more profitable while hurting their nemesis, the alternative lenders, who have a harder time raising capital and are facing increased regulatory scrutiny to boot. To be sure, the reason that there are alt lenders is the reason why there's alt or alternative anything. The needs of certain customers are not being serviced in a satisfactory way by the incumbents. So while some alternative lenders may be going away in the new operating environment, experts say that there are still some important markets which will continue to be served by alt lenders and established financial institutions like credit unions and banks ignore them at their peril. Today, I'm speaking to one of those experts, John Zapecki, Group Head, Global Lending Product Management at DNH. So, John, banks have invested heavily in improving uh, speed and profitability over the last several months. Uh, are, are they closing the gap with alternative lenders? And if not, what gaps still exist, would you say? Sure. So, you know, the answer varies in terms of where financial institutions are versus alternative lenders. And, you know, somewhat it depends, you know, the type of loan product you're after, whether you're, you know, well-served or poorly served um, by alternative lenders. So, I mean, I, I think there's, you know, an argument with alternative lenders that, you know, they've, they've captured, you know, a better um, workflow and user interface for the beginning of the process. But at, at the end, in terms of the cost of the product and, um, you know, some of the management, there, there's probably a little bit of mixed results with it. So um, also, you know, there are, have been, you know, challenges for some of the alternative lenders in regards of, you know, regulatory and compliance that um, having a better experience is part of it. But um, there's a responsibility um, to be within regulations and compliance and then, you know, also, um, you know, manage the, you know, the, the overall uh, book as a business. And, you know, again, some open questions that I think if you're a financial institution, you know, day in, day out regulation and the, um, the multiple channels that you might have and relationships, um, you know, begin, you know, to show their value if you get the technology right. So I think there is certainly alternatives from solutions, you know, with DNH and certainly, you know, others are trying in the market to fill the technology gap and to let the financial institutions, you know, leverage the strength that they have in terms of, you know, access to capital at an attractive rate through the business model, um, physical presence or relationships, depending on the financial institution as an advantage. And then, you know, the, the trust in terms of regulation and, you know, what you're getting from a consumer. So I think that technology gap, um, there's a number of means to fill that gap. And some of those other um, attributes that financial institutions have over alternative lenders are beginning to show up as being quite important. So um, we can help fill the technology gap and the other things are just, you know, part of part of being in business for a while um, as a financial institution. So I think the right. gap's getting getting smaller and, you know, some of the perceived advantages of the alt lenders are not, you know, as big of advantages and, you know, the risks are popping out a little bit more than they were in you know, sort of, I guess, you know, 
the euphoria of the early times with all lenders. Let's dig a little bit deeper on that. I mean, you know, we're in a rising interest rate environment, or we appear to be, that tends to make a more profitable operating environment for banks. And there's more regulatory scrutiny for alt lenders. And, you know, there's just saw a report that down rounds uh, are up uh, for startups. Do do you, uh, you know, are are you ready to make a a prediction? Obviously, there's going to be winners and losers on both sides. But uh, are you ready to make a prediction on, you know, alternative le- alternative lenders uh, future and whether they'll still be viewed as a disruptor for financial institutions so i think there's enough alternative lenders you know and enough money that they're going to be a level of disruption you know for a period of time you know it probably is going to be uneven would be going forward would be my prediction that the they're not going to take over the world, but in certain places, they will deliver a product for a niche, um, which is underserved. So I think there'll be some of that. And then the question is, you know, what is the reaction from financial institutions? So broad based, I think clearly there'll be a reaction and that the alt lenders will struggle and, you know, have begun to struggle already. But in niches where um, somebody's underserved or it's unique and there's some, you know, real IP built you know, there'll be also some hits as well, um, but I think it'll be more niche um, The, you know, the challenge I think that the alt lenders are beginning to see is the um, running a business and customer acquisition and a repeat relationship is really hard in business. And so, you know, the when you have a mixed customer result and when you try to do more with the customer and it's hard for the customer to do more, um, that doesn't tend to be a great business. And so, um, Certainly, there was an unfulfilled demand um, for speed and access, and financial institutions are trying to, you know, meet that with technology and some of their advantages um, and ability to invest and structural advantages in a higher rate environment become a little bit more evident. So you could argue that the alt lenders, you know, had an advantage because it was a little bit of a strange banking environment with zero rate um, environment for a long period of time, and now the strengths of the, I would say, the financial institution business model begin to come back as rates go up a bit. So um, I would say that the fundamental, you know, customer acquisition and serving customers and getting more profit for customers, the alt lenders don't seem to have cracked that and turned it into a real business. So they're, you know, some of them are beginning to shift and trying to be technology providers, which, you know, I think is, a sign that their original business premise was limited or maybe it wasn't a great business. What do you see as the biggest threat or opportunity to financial institutions in the year ahead? So I, I think from a threat point of view, it's um, being easy to do business with. You know, it, the the emergence of, you know, alternative anything comes from a challenge in a market being underserved. And a lot of that comes down to, you know, the customer experience in terms of ease, access, speed, you know, for the the products and services they want. So I think that continues to be a risk that um, there's an expectation that things get better and get easier. And um, when businesses or consumers find that isn't the case, they go and look and it's easier to look and to consider new things. So I think that's an ongoing threat that um, certainly isn't going to diminish. Um, you know, the, the risk is going to vary, but I, I think that's, you know, one critical th- threat. 
Um, you know, I think a, a second threat for financial institutions is what is their unique value proposition and what do they want to focus on? So historically, you know, building things and managing everything yourself increasingly becomes difficult. And even if you're able to to manage, you know, the new wave of regulation and to get your technology good enough to meet the needs of your market, it gets harder and harder. So um, it takes time away from, you know, trying to figure out how to get the next new market or serve customers better. So what jobs you want to hire um, a trusted partner for versus the things that you want to differentiate on, I think is something that organizations have to think, you know, really um, strongly about and come to some conclusions on that. So um, I think that's a second, you know, threat, you know, to, to organizations and overall their business and, you know, what does their outlook look like over a period of time? And if they don't begin to shift now, um, you know, they're not set up for the future. So I think, you know, that's a, you know, a second to do, you know, for 2017. Um, and then the third thing is, you know, speed, um, you know, going back to the first where it's easy to go look for new things. Um, are you moving fast enough um, and adapting fast enough to make it so customers continue to want to do business with you? You're set up for a business model that makes you know sense going forward and you're investing to those things that allow you to differentiate. And the last is, can you do it quickly enough to get an advantage in the market? So, um, you know, and are you measuring yourself, you know, against your competitors and, you know, or the disruptors and are you comfortable with your level of speed or do you need to rejigger your factors to, to try to address them better? So this would be, you know, the top three, um, just kind of off the top of the head. Thank you. I'm Dave Swifler, and today I've been speaking with John Zapecki, Group Head, Global Lending Product Management at DNH for Lending on Call. Lending on Call is brought to you by DNH, a leading financial technology provider that the world's financial institutions rely on every day to help them grow and succeed. Lending on Call provides insights from senior lenders at America's best managed financial institutions and their partners. If you'd like more commentary on alt lenders as disruptors, partners, or victims of traditional financial institutions, and the value of the branch network relative to online-only lenders, check out our recent podcast with Steve Hoke. You can also learn more about millennial borrowing behavior, what they want to do online and what they want to do in person, in our recent interview with Chip Clements of Fork Bank. This is Lending on Call.